One of the hardest things for a preacher to do is to preach to a camera that's in an empty room. Well, that's where I am right now. But by faith, I'm believing that there are going to be a lot of you who are going to be out there hearing this message. So thanks for tuning in and thanks for listening. Well, here we are several weeks into this pandemic. And for the first time since the Great Depression, America is really being brought to its knees. We're being brought to our knees by an enemy. And this enemy is not dressed up in communist combat gear. This enemy is not a radical Islamic terrorist group. This enemy is not planes flying overhead threatening to drop bombs on us. But the enemy that we're facing is an unseen enemy. It is a virus. And though it's not tangible, it is nonetheless dreadful and deadly. Many Americans right now are living in a state of panic. If you don't believe that, just go to the grocery store, try to find a roll of toilet paper, or a bottle of hand sanitizer, or a can of Lysol spray, and you'll see the results of people who are living in panic. You know, it used to be when I was growing up, the only person I ever saw wearing a mask was on TV, and his name was the Lone Ranger. But now, everybody is wearing a mask, and yes, I have one too, and so does Lisa. In fact, she's designing some of the cutest mask you've ever seen in your entire life. I'll have to show you one of them in a sermon one of these days. Hey, I've got some good news to share with you this morning. And that is, it's possible to have peace, peace in the middle of a pandemic. It's possible to have calm in a calamity. It's possible to have certainty even in the midst of some very uncertain times. And the Bible tells us how to do that. This morning, I'm going to begin a six-week series of messages on the 23rd Psalm. Don't you just love the 23rd Psalm? God has used this passage of Scripture down through countless years to bring comfort into the lives of people. And I pray that in these next few weeks, God will use this, this Psalm to be able to bring comfort into our lives as well. I have entitled this morning's message, How Not to Panic in a Pandemic. How Not to Panic in a Pandemic. Now let's look at Psalm 23, and I'll read it in its entirety. This is a Psalm of David, and David says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. 
Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Well, what a wonderful word from the Lord we see in that passage of Scripture. Well, in today's message, I just want to focus on verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, in this verse, there are three actions that you can take and that I can take that will enable us not to panic in the midst of a pandemic. Okay, let's look at those three actions in this passage. The first action is be amazed by the shepherd's person. Be amazed by the shepherd's person. In verse 1, David begins with the words, The Lord, the Lord. Now the name Lord, when you see that in the Bible, written in all capital letters as it is in this particular passage, it, what's behind that is the Hebrew word Yahweh. The name is pronounced Jehovah in the English translation. So sacred was this name of God that the Jewish high priest, they would only pronounce it once a year in the temple, behind the veil, in the Holy of Holies, once a year. He would use that term to address God. If that name ever needed to be written, as it did need to be written by the scribes who made copies of scriptures, the scribe, before writing this name of God, they would go change their clothes, take a bath, put on new clothes. They would come back and take a pen that had never been used before, they would write the name of God, and then they would throw that pen away, never to be used again. That's how holy this name, Jehovah, was to them. I believe that David, when he got ready to pen this psalm, David picked up a pen that had never been used before. He made sure that he was clean. He made sure that he was right. And with a sense of amazement and awe in his heart, he started the psalm, The Lord. Threw the pen away and then picked up a brand new pen to continue on. Moses in the Old Testament is the first one to whom this name of God was revealed. Uh, you remember it happened in his encounter at the burning bush. And as the Lord talked to Moses, God, uh, Moses said to God, he said, well, Lord, when I go to Pharaoh and to the people and, and tell them uh, or, or say that I'm going to lead them away, who do I say sent me? And the Lord spoke and said, tell them that I am has sent you. God revealed himself in that passage of Scripture as I am. The same words that are translated Lord in all capital letters in our Bible. God was saying, you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent you. Now what does that mean and how does it apply to us? What does that say to us about the shepherd's 
person. Because David said, the Lord, Yahweh, Jehovah, He is our shepherd. Well, this name, first of all, declares that He is the uncaused God. He is the uncaused God. This name speaks of the self-existing one. The one who never had a beginning and the one who will never have an end. Understand this about God. He is the one who causes, but no one ever caused Him. <laughs> he has always existed and will continue to exist. He makes, but He Himself was never made. He always has been. He always will be. He is the uncaused God. I love the way that the great black preacher S.M. Lockeridge uh, addressed this uh, attribute of God, that he was the uncaused God. And uh, I'm going to just quote something or read something to you from this great black preacher who had a tremendous way with words. And he described creation and what God did in creation with these words. God stepped out from behind the curtain of nowhere onto the platform of nothing and spoke a world into existence. The reason God came from nowhere is because there wasn't anywhere for him to come from. And coming from nowhere, he stood on nothing. And the reason he stood on nothing is because there was nothing on which to stand. And standing on nothing, he reached out where there was nowhere and caught something when there was nothing to catch and hung something on nothing and told it to stay there. The standing on no, then standing on nothing, he took the hammer of his own will and he struck the anvil of his omnipotence and sparks flew everywhere. He caught those sparks on the tips of his fingers and flung them into space and bedecked the heavens with stars. And nobody said a word. The reason nobody said anything was because there wasn't anybody to say anything. So God himself said, that's good. <laughs> well, you can see now why I had to read that, because it would have been impossible to have memorized that. But friend, let me say to you today that when there was nothing, there was God. He always has been. He is right now. God always will be throughout the eons of eternity. There's never been a moment when God wasn't there. There will never be a moment when God will not be there. He is the uncaused God. But then also, as we think about him as the Lord and that special name, it also tells us that he is an unchanging God. He's an unchanging God. We live in a world that is in a constant state of change, especially right now with the coronavirus. With every piece of news, the situation changes and new protocol is implemented. You can hardly keep up with it all. Aren't you glad that in the middle of this, God is constant and God does not 
change. He is the one constant of the universe. That is our God. There was a music professor in a Christian college who had a friend that would stop by his office in the music department every day, and he would stick his head in the door, and he would say to his friend, what's the good news for today? And the older music professor, he would get up from his chair, and he would pick up a tuning fork, and he would tap it on the desk, and then he would say, that is middle C. It was middle C yesterday. It's middle C today. It will be middle C and a thousand years from now. The tenor upstairs who is practicing, he sings flat. The piano that's across the hall on this floor, it's out of tune. But my friend, this is middle C. <laughs> that music professor realized that there was a constant. And to us, ladies and gentlemen, God is that middle C. God is that constant in our lives. Everything and everyone around us changes. The weather changes. People change. Styles change. Protocol changes. But praise God, He never changes. He is the constant God who is uncaused. He is unchanging. Now think about your journey right now through this pandemic. As we go through this time, doesn't it make a difference when you know that the Lord, He is your shepherd? Oh, I'm glad that we know the Lord in the shepherd song. So the first action that we're to take to not have panic in the midst of a pandemic is be amazed by the shepherd's person. But then secondly, here's the second action. Be alert to the Lord's presence. Let me say it again. Be alert to the Lord's presence. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. It's not enough to say that the Lord is a shepherd or the Lord is the shepherd. You need to be able to personalize it like David did and say, the Lord is my shepherd. He's my shepherd. We have a relationship. He's personal and he is real in my life. When we say the Lord is my shepherd, what should that mean to us? Well, number one, it means that he watches over us. The word shepherd means to tend the flock. And as a shepherd, God is really good at tending his flock, isn't he? He watches over us. He guides us. He provides for us. He protects us. He cares for us. A good shepherd will always have the best interest of the sheep in mind. And God is always watching over us as his sheep. A mother was putting her little four-year-old daughter into bed, and the little girl was kind of afraid, and the mother just laid down beside of her for a while to try to bring some calm to her little four-year-old, and they turned the lights out, and when they did, 
Just outside the window, looking up into the sky, they could see the moon. And a little girl said to her mother, uh, Mom, is the moon God's light? And the mother responded, uh, uh, Yes, honey, it is. And the little girl said, Will God put out His light and go to sleep too? And the mother said, No, honey, God uh, will not put out His light because God never goes to sleep. And then the little girl looked at her mother and said, Well, as long as God's awake, there's no use us staying awake, is there? <laughs> and she had peace and she had calm and was able to go to sleep. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, on the authority of the Word of God in Psalm 121 and verse number 4, it tells us that the God of Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. And God is not asleep right now. He is not on a vacation. He has not taken a hike. He has not gone on an exodus. God is very much here. He is very much present. He is large and He is in charge. And as a shepherd, He watches over us. But also when we think of Him as being a shepherd, we realize that He walks with us. He watches over us but He walks with us. The Lord is personal. He walks with us. Even through the valley of the shadow of death, He walks with us. Praise the Lord for the fact that He does that. Even in the midst of a coronavirus, He is walking with you. He will talk with you. He will speak with you. He will lead you to the green pastures and to the still waters where that you can refresh your soul. Wouldn't it be terrible to not be a Christian and go through a time like we're going through right now? I'm glad we know the Lord who is my shepherd, your shepherd and my shepherd be alert to the shepherd's presence. That's the second action that we can take. So let's look at where we've been. Be amazed at the shepherd's person. That's the first action. Action number two, be alert to the shepherd's presence. But then number three, the third action we can take to not panic in a pandemic is this. Be assured of the shepherd's provision. Be assured of the shepherd's provision. David continued on in verse 1, and he said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Oh, those are some great words. A little boy in Sunday school misquoted the verse, and he said, the Lord is my shepherd, he's all I want. Even when the verse is misquoted, it still sounds good, doesn't it? And he may have misquoted it, but the meaning is still the same. He supplies us to the extent that we're not in want when he is our shepherd. Well, that statement reminds us of the sufficiency of God. The sufficiency of God. I shall not want. When the Lord is your shepherd, He provides for you in such a way that your needs are met. You're not in want. 
I like the old the way the old saint of God said it when he said it this way. I shall not want rest. He makes me lie down in green pastures. I shall not want drink. He leads me beside still waters. I shall not want forgiveness. He restores my soul. I shall not want guidance. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. I shall not want companionship. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you're with me. I shall not want comfort. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I shall not want food. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I shall not want joy. You anoint my head with oil. I shall not want anything. My cup runs over. I shall not want anything in this life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall not want anything in eternity, for I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That is the sufficiency of our God. That is the sufficiency that we find when we can say the Lord is my shepherd. But not only does that statement, I shall not want, it tells us something about the sufficiency of God, but then secondly, it tells us about the satisfaction of the saint. We're satisfied with what we have in the Lord. David said, I shall not want. He is literally saying, there is no lack in my life. I am satisfied with the Lord. I've tasted of the Lord and He's good. I've had a drink from the fountain of living water and I'll never thirst again. I am satisfied now that I have the Lord as my shepherd. There was nothing else in life that He really even wanted. I read a story once about a little boy who loved pancakes. And he loved pancakes, pancakes so much that he could never get enough of them. He was in danger of making a glutton out of himself as a little boy. One day, his mother got up and decided, you know, I'm going to teach my little boy a lesson uh, about what it is to uh, want too many pancakes and eat too many pancakes. So I'm going to fix him all the pancakes he wants to eat. So she made him a big stack of pancakes, put maple syrup all over them, and he ate every one of them. Then she made him a second stack of pancakes, and he ate every one of them too. She made him a third stack of pancakes, and he ate all of those pancakes as well. After the third stack of pancakes, the mother said, Son, do you want any more pancakes? And the little boy looked at his mother and said, No, Mom. In fact, I don't even want the pancakes I've already had. <laughs> well, that happened for that little boy. Uh, he was not in world anymore. And once we come to the Lord Jesus Christ, we get so full of God, we get so full of Him, we don't want anything else. You can be assured, 
that in these days in which we live, that God will provide for you no matter what the future may bring. One of the great heroes in the history of the Christian church is a man who lived in the middle of the 4th and 5th centuries. His name is Augustine. Perhaps you've heard about him. I want you to listen to what he said about Psalm 23, verse 1, and we'll wrap up today's message with Augustine's quote. Here's what he said. When you say the Lord is my shepherd, no proper grounds are left for you to trust in yourself. That's a great statement, isn't it? When you say the Lord is my shepherd, there's no grounds left to trust in yourself anymore. And why would you want to trust in yourself when you can trust in the Lord who is your shepherd? And I pray that He's your shepherd today. And if He's not, invite Him into your life right now. Repent of your sins. Place saving faith in Jesus Christ. Crown Him as the Lord of your life and ask Him to come in and be your Lord and your Savior. When you trust in yourself in the middle of a pandemic, you can't expect to have anything else except panic. But when you know the shepherd and you trust in him, you can have peace in the middle of a pandemic. Take that peace today that God gives and enjoy it. Live in it and thrive in it in the midst of these times.